Hey guys, my name is Christy Alexander and I'm actually Drew's wife. So he and I met about 10 years ago out in dermatology training in Tucson, Arizona. We've been married for about seven years now and we have a lot of shared passions and interests. Those include skincare, of course, both being dermatologists, um, but also exercise and a healthy diet and just general wellness. So we really want everyone to be as healthy as they possibly can be. So he and I are both going to be uh, doing podcast episodes because, again, we want to teach you about the skin and what we can do to optimize our lives. And today I actually want to start by just talking about hand dermatitis and hand eczema more commonly as we refer to it. Um, so why does this matter? Well, because it's a really common problem that we see and that we all face. So up to 4% of adults tend to develop hand eczema over their lifetime. In any given year, this may be as high as 10%. Hand eczema will oftentimes start as really dry skin, um, and that's something that we commonly see, especially during the winter time, or that we commonly deal with just as ourselves. And that's frequently an issue, of course, because we wash our hands so often. So why does that matter? Well, because it's, of course, very uncomfortable. We can end up developing fissures, um, and then when you're doing like hand sanitizer, for example, that really burns, it's painful. Um, and th then this can even develop into actually hand dermatitis. So if you don't address the, the dry skin from the get-go, you're more likely to develop chronic hand dermatitis, um, which can be difficult to treat, okay? So when we're talking about chronic hand dermatitis, there's a few different things that we really think about, or I should say that there's multiple different things. But when we're talking about the context of hand dermatitis ex uh, specifically, um, it could be what's called numular, so it can look kind of coin-shaped. Um, it can be uh, vesicular, so little fluid-filled bumps on the sides of your fingers, that's called dishydrotic. Um, it can be hyperkeratotic, meaning that the skin gets really thick, like on the palms. Um, sometimes it is a result of just kind of inherent genetic susceptibility, or what's called atopic dermatitis. Um, but sometimes it's more irritant driven. So something that you're in contact with, like a harsh soap, for example. Um, the final thing that we always have to consider is allergic contact dermatitis. So anytime someone's dealing with chronic hand eczema, it's actually indicated that you have patch testing to test for allergies. So looking at a study done by the American Contact Dermatitis Society, which is kind of like the leading organization in this area in the country. Um, so looking back at the 2017 to 2018 data, about 50% of patients that were patch tested in their cohort had allergic contact dermatitis or allergy-driven eczema, which is really crazy and very high. 20% of them had irritant contact dermatitis, which was actually most commonly driven by their personal care products, um, whereas another 11.7% of them ended up having occupational contact dermatitis, um, so meaning it was related to what they do for their job. So this is something we commonly will see, especially in like um, hairstylists or beauticians, physicians will see it too, um, sometimes even like bakers or cooks. Um, so kind of expanding on this concept of allergic contact dermatitis, I mean, why does that matter so much? So, of course, if there is something that you're in contact with that you can avoid, um, then that will help fix it. Um, but furthermore, uh, when we're even just considering that we have dry skin, we obviously want to choose products that are going to help remedy the problem and help avoid us from developing contact dermatitis or chronic hand eczema over time. 
So what are the things that we actually need to avoid? So again, looking back at this study, um, there were a number of common offenders. Um, amongst them actually is fragrance. And I know that a lot of us like to use fragrance products because they smell really great. Um, but the problem is, again, they are largely um, big drivers of allergy-driven hand eczema. So for example, um, there's something called fragrance mix one, there's fragrance mix two, um, there's another thing called balsam of Peru, and then finally there's a, a fourth thing called hydroperoxides of linoleum. Um, which is kind of more of an emerging allergen. In addition to fragrances, another common offender, just generally as a class, um, would be a preservative. Um, and preservatives are put in skincare products because we, of course, don't want to get any infection from the product that we're using. Um, so they help block the growth of like bacteria and fungus, for example. Um, and interestingly, in another article that I read, um, the most common cause of recall for cosmetic products in the United States was actually infection. So we do need to have preservatives in the product, but we also want to be aware of what preservatives are more likely to cause further problems with our hands or with our skin just generally, um, and which ones are less likely. Um, so interestingly, in this study, phenoxyethanol actually decreased in prevalence as an allergen as a preservative. Um, finally, another common offender uh, that's actually just kind of interesting, I would say, is propolis, um, which is something that we would see in some like Burt's Bees products. So I don't know about you, but when I'm looking for a moisturizer, uh, oftentimes if I see a natural-based moisturizer, I think that that's going to be a really good option for me because there's fewer chemicals added to these in general, or I would think that there's fewer chemicals. Uh, and furthermore, I know that from reading that there's a lot of evidence for using more natural oils like coconut oil, for example. Um, furthermore, I really like the concept of natural skincare moisturizers because I feel that I'm not only making the right choice for my health, but also for the environment too, which is really important to me. So recently, Drew and I were at Whole Foods, which happens to be one of our favorite stores. <laughs> Grocery shopping is one of my favorite things to do, actually, as funny as that might sound. Um, we were checking out the natural skincare options. Because again, we want to see what's out there and what's effective. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these products actually contain common allergens. So for example, Woleta has three very common offenders. So lanolin, which happened to be ranked in the uh, number 10 as the, one of the more relevant allergens in this study. It has fragrance in it, and it also has linalool, which again is one of those fragrance offenders that we talked about. And in that study, it was number four in terms of what's most relevant for allergens when people examine what was positive for their patch testing. So other natural skincare products that have common offenders include um, Alba Botanica, uh, Derma E is another one. Interestingly, if you look at a lot of these natural skincare products, they also tend to have another ingredient, something called dimethicone. And so why do we care about dimethicone? It's related or it's technically a siloxane. Um, and interestingly, in the European Union, there's a few of these siloxanes that have actually been shown to be endocrine disruptors, um, which I, of course, personally want to avoid. So at this point, I don't know that there's any true evidence that dimethicone can do that, um, at least not based upon my reading. But again, if it falls into that general category where I know that it, some of its cousins may cause endocrine disruption, something that I think that I'd prefer to avoid if I can. So where does this leave us? I mean, the bottom line is that I feel that there needs to be a product that 
is developed that's minimal in content or an ingredient list that's also very safe for me to use, that's also good for the environment, and that's gonna fix my problem. And so that's where Drew and I are gonna come in too. So we're trying to educate you, but we also wanna provide a solution to the problem. So coming in October, we're gonna end up launching a hand moisturizer, because it's really actually an all over moisturizer that doesn't feel greasy, that doesn't have these added allergens. And again, in terms of our preservative, because we obviously wanna avoid infection, we are using phenoxyethanol, which again is one of those al uh, preservatives that I had spoken about earlier that's going out deep, that's been decreasing in prevalence as an allergen. So that's all I've got for you today. Be on the lookout for our other podcasts. If you like this one, please, please subscribe to our channel.